0: Hi Onyx fam, welcome to the Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. My name is Murthel.
1: And I'm Rita. We take you on a journey from the struggle life to the Onyx life, creating happy homes and financial empires. Today we're gonna to be talking about the four-hour work week. So I wanted to discuss today the four-hour work week because although it's an old book by now, old, you know, because of our our lightning-paced society right now, I wanted to go back to it because there could be somebody who's listening who's never read the book, never heard of it, and it helped to start me on the path that would change my life and what it meant to work and how to work and what is perceived as work. The book is um, by Tim Ferriss, who runs a blog, he runs a podcast, and he's the authority basically on this matter of, of creating a different way of looking at what it means to work and how you define success and what does retirement mean and things like that. So the first thing that he talks about in the book is he the deal. The deal is to become the new rich. And the word deal is actually an acronym. So what deal means is D is for definition, E is for elimination, A is for automation, and L is for liberation. And so we're gonna go through what these mean. But first we have to look at like, what is the new rich? You know, what is the new rich? In the book, he talks about, the new rich are those who abandon the deferred life plan and create luxury lifestyles in the present using the currency of the new rich which is time and mobility
0: i have to agree with that absolutely time and mobility being able to live anywhere that you would like to live in the world while you are making a living and um that's the mobility and time just being able to spend as much time with the people that you love
1: you know i used to want a lot of mobility i think in some ways he's talking from a at least when you wrote it from a young male perspective. I think a woman a lot of times wants to nest. But um, I do agree though, to, to be able to move when and wherever you want, it was important for us because we didn't even need to live in the city that we're in right now. We came here so that we could be close to our kids as they continue to grow up and move on. And um, for, as for time, definitely, we. I I just I can't even think how different my life would be if I never found entrepreneurship and I was still working, you know, either seven to three, sometimes seven to seven, three to eleven or eleven to seven. Just all these long hours of being away from my family, which most people do nine to five. But for me, it was something that I wanted to change.
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that have the four day work week, like, for instance, like nurses, they have the 12 hour shifts. And they will do, yeah, but he four said four
1: twelve. hour work week. Oh, not 4 not days. Day. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> yes, four hours. If, if nurses could do all their work in four hours per week, wow, whoa, there'd be a lot more happier nurses. I'm um, so
0: glad you clarified that for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the four-hour four work week. Yeah. Like it's almost, just, it's it's almost un- It was unbelievable. so unbelievable to you that, that I, you wanted to stay exactly. it was a four-day. I want to yeah. say four-day because right. it
0: was just so unbelievable that you could work for four hours.
1: Right. He says, you know, life doesn't have to be so hard. He said, you know, we've all kind of resigned ourselves to saying, oh, we have to work from nine to five, you know, every five days a week for the maybe 40, 50 years of our life. And he's saying, no, no. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that because what he's saying the new riches is, is with with the time and mobility is that people don't want to just be millionaires they want to experience what they believe only millions can buy now he talks about ski chalets and butlers but let's just get down to even just you know our level because most of us need, don't even want I don't that need butlers no we don't want that. i like to cook but we like nice cars we mm-hmm. like nice homes we like to wake up when we want We like to be able to go out and not worry if you want to go buy something or buy some food that you're not going negative in the bank. Those are the things that I think a lot of people want. Like we've lowered our bar for what we really want with our financial freedom. Before it was like, oh, yes, I want a butler. No, now we just don't want to worry every day about money, (laughs) honestly. You know, he said, a million dollars in the bank isn't the fantasy. The fantasy is a lifestyle of complete freedom, it supposedly allows. And I got to tell you, more money in the bank does give you more freedom. It, it may not buy happiness, but it gives you freedom.
0: It does, yeah.
1: So let's talk about. And,
0: and it really depends on how you how you work it because. A person, and that's why I'd rather not put a figure on it, like a million dollars, because somebody could choose a location in the world that
1: a million dollars wouldn't, like let's say Manhattan or Hong, somewhere in Hong Kong,
0: right? Dubai or some somewhere that's like a lot of money. So I'd rather not even put a figure on it because somebody could actually go to a part of the world where it doesn't cost much, like Thailand, right? And you could have that same lifestyle and live like no one else um, can live. So. I, I, I like to I like the concept of I'm um, not putting money to it because contentment and making good life choices. You can do that with a very low budget and still be able to make it and still be able to have happiness because happiness is really, you know, a state of mind, really.
1: That's right. That's right. So let's break it down. Let's break down deal. So the first one was definition. D is for definition. So in this section, he replaces self Defeating assumptions and explains concepts such as relative wealth and eustress Eustress means e-u-s-t-r-e-s-s means you know you're at a level where you're you're not stressed out Who are the new rich and how do they operate? This section explains it So definition would be you're going to redesign your life by breaking free from the norms of society You're going to create an automated income stream And you're going to liberate yourself from unproductive tasks Mm. so let's break that down break free from the norms we talked about that extensively especially in the old school versus new school i mean we don't need to beat you know what honestly actually we do my daughter was like well why why she read crush it by gary vaynerchuk well, why does he keep repeating himself over and over and over? And I'm like, because middle-aged was- people who get that book, we have to be told over and over and over, you can do this.
0: Right, because we, it has been ingrained in our head. It has been told to us over and over and over. So now something new has to be told to us over and over in order to create new pathways in our brain.
1: That's right. And, we, and it, you, you have to have that concept repeated over and over and over because by the next day, you're already doubting yourself. He says, create an automated income stream. So, you know, that we'll get more into later with automation because, you know, that is definitely the ideal. We're talking about when to redesign your life. These are the things that you have to do. And then he said, liberate yourself from unproductive tasks. So how this starts, he says, is when you when you define the new game, you beat the rules. He said, the goal is not to stop work or do nothing, nor is it to work hard now to enjoy life later. He says, design the life you want to live right now by creating freedom of time, money, and location. I mean, that is everybody's dream. That is everybody's dream. Right. And you're right, retired people actually get only part of that. So their time is their own. Maybe they could move wherever they want, but maybe not. But usually they don't have a lot of money to live off of. So it's like we're always waiting for, oh, in this day and age, in this time in my life, middle age, maybe I'll have the most money. Hopefully I'll have something put away in retirement. But in middle age, I can't really move anywhere. But in um, when I'm retired, I could probably, you know, maybe have a little more freedom. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. Another thing he talks about is defining and overcoming your fears. I mean, this is the worst. This is the worst because fear is what holds so much of us, so many of us back from even stepping foot towards something like entrepreneurship. And it's just, Mm. and especially for adults who have had to, you know, who've had a lot of bad experiences and you have a mortgage and you've got kids, right? You got a spouse you want to please. You got parents who are still looking, making sure that you made something out of your life. Right. Fear is just it's 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 that he said to conquer your fears. He says, what's your worst fear and what's the worst thing that could happen if it's realized? That's one of the questions.
0: Well, I think. Parents worst fear is for you to lose your job or even let's even if let's just say you have your own business and it's a tank and you have nobody to lean on except for yourself. Like if you don't make it, then your family suffers. And I think that's that's like the worst fear of I think parent.
1: for me. One of the worst fears and, you know, there's the power of words. So I'm only saying this because we're actually talking about it on a day to day basis, I wouldn't even verbalize it. But I won't say what my ultimate worst fear is, because that's that's neither here nor there, because there's several fears we have. But one of the fears I do have is going back to that time where we came from late on bills. Not knowing if I was going to have enough money to to be able to purchase what we need to purchase for our basic necessities. Going down to one car and maybe no car because we can't afford things like those are the things that are my fears. And he's saying, so what's the worst that could happen if it's realized? Well, guess what? I actually experienced all those things already, Right. experienced my worst fears. And losing a house. And what happened was, was I actually felt free.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When it happened, I felt incredibly sad. But at the same time, once you stop fearing it and it already happened. Right. Like, wow. OK. Oh, so I guess I can only go up from here. Another question he has, if you were fired from your job today, what would you have done to manage your financial situation for us? It's not so much if we're fired now because nobody can we, fire nobody us. Nobody can fire us. But let's just say YouTube did something where we could not, you know, manage our our major income, which actually has happened before, twice now right. with YouTube. Yeah. And and they're probably getting ready to, to ramp it up. Okay. Very fickle. And yep. and what would we do? Well
0: what we're doing right now.
1: Diversifying,
0: diversifying multiple streams of income
1: saving
0: savings absolutely save saving, Inv- investments man. investments that's
1: right and he says what's the cost of your inaction financial emotional physical relative to the cost of action i think inaction weighs on you a whole lot more than the actual work of doing something mm-hmm. because the guilt the 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 feeling that oh my goodness i, I i'm a failure or the feeling of I'm so scared. All those things weigh you down more than the actual sweat equity of actually going and putting your hand out and trying it. Right. So the next thing is we want to define your dreams. He said rather than focus on all those fears, you should be concerned that you're wasting your life doing things that bore you. The most exciting options are often unrealistic ones. So he's saying, define what your dream is. Mm -hmm. Identify the four key and most exciting dreams that you have, how much they'll cost, and just break it down and, and put your goals towards it. So for me, one of my dreams, and I came across this in my notes on my phone, which is just, I just, I'm so amazed by the power of words. I saw a note on my phone from, let's say... Um, I think it was two no maybe about two or three years ago and it said I said what I wanted in my life one of the things I wanted was I wanted to wake up in a big beautiful house I wanted to wake up whenever I wanted to I wanted to work with my family I wanted to have a worldwide um, ministry and also um, income meaning you know that my brand goes out worldwide and I just started reading all of these things and I could not believe how much my life right now
0: mirrors is, that
1: it actually mirrors it. And this is wow. before we even started we didn't entrepreneurship. Even
0: start it. We didn't even start it.
1: Didn't even start it.
0: Yeah. So you, you really manifested that and you were able to um, you were able to sort of. Put that out there and just psychologically, just inwardly, you were working towards it. It's that dream that you work towards. And of course, um, you know, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I think that one of the things that he talks about when he talks about the cost of it, um, I didn't really have a cost in mind with that. I think it's very practical, but sometimes I don't know if I agree with him that you need to always put the cost because a dream is a dream. And sometimes seeing those figures can make you feel, uh, can make you feel, more unmotivated because you're thinking well um you know i can't afford this dream house it's millions of dollars whereas if you are just writing down your dream just let 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 your let if you if you believe in god and you have faith let him work it out you know just just put your efforts towards it and it will work out because you don't need to be keeping track of, you know, all the dollar signs to make sure because life changes in an instant. So a house that you thought you couldn't buy at, let's say, $2 million, all of a sudden now, you know, maybe the market crashes and now it's worth half as much. Or maybe um, you think, oh, I've got a million in the bank. I can afford to live wherever I want. But then maybe, you know, you lose half of it for whatever taxes or whatever, so it's not important, I feel, to just to, to to start nickel and diming yourself. Just write the dream and let and, and let it be and then let it just manifest into your life. Right. So E is eliminate unproductive activities to gain personal time. Ooh, so E is for elimination. That
0: one. That one.
1: Oh, my goodness. That one is that just one. like... <laughs> it needs to i need to read that one over and over and over per day mm. <laughs> of course he would probably say no, no just don't, you got don't, the concept now right. move on and <laughs> eliminate it so it it what he says is turn your 12 hour days into 2 hour days 48 hours to do what you need to do he said increase your per hour results 10 times or more with the new rich techniques which is which is like you know we're going to keep talking about that he said cultivate Selective ignorance and develop a low information diet and ignore the unimportant. So what he's talking about is this this section, he says, basically talks about the next lifestyle design ingredient, which is time. This is actually the first lifestyle ingredient Mm -hmm. time. So let's talk about elimination. So he said, free up your time. He said, being busy is an excuse to avoid doing what you should.
0: Mm. And the interesting thing is, is that it feels good. There are so many. Have you ever met that person that is so busy? Oh, my. Yes, and will I, have. I? Yes. In busy jobs that they are miserable at. But because they're busy, they feel productive because they're like, I work hard. No, don't work harder. Work smarter. I mean, That's right. Why do you want to like slaves worked hard? So do you want to be a slave and feel good about yourself? I mean, <laughs> you know, exactly. Work smarter, evaluate, not harder.
1: Evaluate. All the energy that you're putting out, evaluate what you're actually getting in return. I'm I'm really big on that now because so many people have come to us and said, like, oh, we want to make this app for you. We want to do this for you. We want to do that for you. But they want to charge me like thousands of dollars. But yet I'm not sure if that would bring that in or right. how long it would take to recoup that money. Right. So it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. Well, so they
0: think they know their worth. So they're just doing what you know, what they think their worth is.
1: Which is good for them, but I mean, that's and why I have the ability say to no. say no. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm also thinking about, like I was, I was in um, business briefly where someone was working with me and we were doing this project. We were trying to really get it off the ground. And I don't know if the timing just wasn't right or the skill sets weren't in place yet. But what happened was, and this was a while ago, And what happened was um, all the efforts were just not bringing in um, a good return. And so finally, I just had to pull the plug and say, look, this is not working. Because if we're taking hours and hours and hours out of our day to do this, and we're only getting, we're not even getting enough money to live off of, neither one of us, not even both of us, but even one of us, you know, it's it's not going to work. Pull the plug. Eliminate it because that just is not, that's not being effective. And I think that when you are able to say no to things or cut things off or, or, you know, cut the fat out of your life, you are just definitely going to become more efficient and you can't be afraid to let go of things. You really can't because I think that that's another thing that stops a lot of people because they feel like they have this obligation to others or obligation to themselves or they feel guilty so many people these days are run by guilt that's like that could be a whole nother podcast Mm. like stop feeling guilty for taking control of your life right you know eliminate toxic people eliminate toxic positions eliminate the toxic toxic diet there's so many things and and don't feel guilty
0: and and say no to people Yes. because people are going to use you they're going to be able and they'll they, they may even pay you with a lot of flattery oh you're so amazing yeah you're so you did smart that so, you're so
1: smart you did that you so no creative. actually
0: pay me with something tangible that that i can oh my every can
1: email that we get with someone who wants us to either advertise their product or do some collaboration or whatever every email always starts off with we just love your videos we love your videos we love what you guys put out there we especially liked and then they'll put a link like a copy and paste link Mm -hmm. to say we loved this video and i understand marketing so i'm not taking this personal or anything but it's fake they they really think that flattery I, i it just don't say especially this one say okay yeah you saw that this could be a great opportunity i would rather that kind of language came across your channel. I love the way you guys do your format and I think it would be great to to um, to have my product on there for you guys to you know review. You know, it's just direct, it's to the point, that's what I like. Don't say, we especially liked this one. I've had people do that and it links to some other channel because you know, it just went out to so many people and it's just wrong words, wrong channel, it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. But he does talk about learn to say no He said, constant interruptions are a major time waster. He says, you got to limit your accessibility, reduce your emails, phone calls, meetings, all those things because it just drags away your time. When you work from home and you work with your children, especially, you could have a revolving door of mom, mom, mom. One time I I told them, guys, I need like one hour where nobody's knocking on my door. And they were like, but, but mom, it was, all I did was come here once. I was like, no, no, no. You got to times that by four. Okay. Four, like in the last 15 minutes. If I'm going to get something done, sometimes I have to just have a no, a no knock time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just to <laughs> Just for an hour. But, um, yeah, it's, you got to learn to say no. I think one of the things that when I met Murthel, I... I had this perspective, and again, we're gonna we're gonna reveal probably too much. <laughs> but I had this perspective that he didn't he didn't know how to say no.
0: No, that's true. I I I, def, I always said yes to people. It just I got value from saying yes and doing things for people, but I just didn't have I didn't prioritize myself. I didn't prioritize my plan and and my goals. So. It could I could always be taken off track by helping others and you can have a good heart and you can help people, but you cannot compromise your plan and your mission to do that. You have to be able to have a context where you you're on a mission and you're able to say, listen, not now. It doesn't even have to be. No, <laughs> it could actually be not now. Um, maybe. Let me let me see how I can fit that in the schedule. But I wasn't that guy. I was a guy like, OK, drop everything and do it right now. And um, and that is a good recipe to of getting nowhere real fast, like really fast, mm. getting nowhere, like spinning your wheels, getting nowhere.
1: Right. When I met him and I started saying, um, I don't think that we should go and do that. Or, Are you sure you want to do this and. In- It became quite a conflict with us because he had been used to saying yes to everybody and his friends were very used to him saying yes. And they kind of looked at me like, who is this new person in your life? And why is she, you know, interrupting our our flow here, you know, our established pattern? So, you know, that was something that I really, I really, uh, kind of instituted in our relationship that we've got to learn how to say no or else we're going to have major problems in our marriage. Major. So um, the other part that I think was very key to this part of the elimination is adopt a low information diet. It says we're, He says we're surrounded by too much information, which hinders productive action. And he keeps up with the news. He said only an hour on his business emails each week and and he says I remember listening to the audiobook and he was saying you know if if something's big something really big is happening oh you'll you'll see it everywhere without actually having to watch it for hours on end and I agree I think that all this social media I encourage my children to stop getting notifications on my phone I don't get notifications with hardly anything. I think the only thing that I get some notifications that I've even that I'm trying to figure out how I can even slow that down is like my my cameras around my home on the outside because I'm constantly getting like if a bird flies by, you know, it's <laughs> constantly, you know, going so off. So true. But other than that, like I don't get email notifications only only certain people Um, I allow those emails to go through. And those are people that I don't get something every day from. But I don't get um, none of my social media. I I turned it off on Facebook, on Messenger, on on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Twitter. I turned it off because it would give me the biggest headache. And not all of my children, of course, listen to me in that. I don't, like, enforce it. I just encourage them to do it. But I will see them and their phones are just constantly ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, how are you getting anything done? Constant stuff that is just, Mm. it's, it's unimportant. It's unimportant. Or another thing is, you know, watching, I remember back in the day, people used to be so wrapped up in CNN that they would watch the same news basically every half an hour, breaking news. Oh my goodness! Breaking I used to do news that all breaking the time. Breaking news
0: and just watch it over and over. Then flip to Fox Then flip to MSNBC. Ugh.
1: And and headline news, just going over and over and over. Like this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. We don't need to hear all of this negativity because it's mostly negative. Let's get real. Most all this negativity over and over and over and over. The important part about adopting a low information diet is that it just frees you up mentally and with time. Because if you're not constantly turning your head to go and look at this or look at that, you know, you're going to be more focused. You're going to have you're going to get your stuff done in a shorter amount of time, which then is going to lead to having a more productive, you know, um, 48 hours and and on and on and on. So it has a domino effect. It really does so that is about elimination and I I tell you that chapter that really speaks to me the A is for automation so he's saying to design your new rich lifestyle you, you need a steady source of income so this is the second ingredient of this luxury lifestyle that he's talking about income so he says, the conventional approach was to find a well-paying job, even if it takes up the bulk of your time. I don't know anybody that doesn't have a job right now that does not take the bulk up of your time. I can't, I can't say that even as an entrepreneur, it doesn't. We work long hours. But the only difference is we work in it for our own brand, and we really enjoy it, and we get to dictate when we do it. But it ends up being for hours, and it's hard work. So even for us, we have yet to really adopt a four hour work week. You know, we can't even do a four hour week. I mean sorry, we can't even do a four day week yet. Right. You know? We we work hard.
0: We do work hard. And um but this is this I'm so glad that we're doing this book over and we're reviewing it over because I'd really like to begin to implement some of these principles. I know, because, me too. Because while we have so much more freedom, we really do. We have so much more freedom and we enjoy working from home and we enjoy working together. But, boy, four hours a week would re- really sound nice right now. That, right. that that sounds nice.
1: Right. I mean, it's especially as you get a little older and, you know, you your kids start to grow up and then they'll move on. I think especially for Marthel and I who got married young, it's going to be, a I think, essential to kind of recapture some time where it was just the two of us and we were able to just kind of date again Um, but that's a whole other thing (laughs) Um, but he's saying the better way is to find a muse now I don't know anybody that really uses that word anymore a muse he said a muse is basically an automated revenue generator that brings in cash without your hands on involvement I think instead of the word muse I would just say you know just build a a building business or a brand mm-hmm. that's automated and that's one major thing that i don't think we have in ours well we're, we're working on it right now we're, we're presently yes. working on oh it, my on goodness, it right now. there's one area i finally decided to let go of the control of and decided to delegate it to um, an outside source outside of the family and and that, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll share a little bit more about that in yeah, another as, podcast yeah. But we're definitely implementing this one
1: the, and and boy, it took a lot for me to let go. It really did because mm-hmm. I'm I'm very hands on. I need to know everything. I need to learn everything. And for me to do that was a humongous step. Right. And even now, sometimes I want to just say, you know what? Let me just take this back. <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, I've got to. Keep, yeah. I've got to do it.
0: You know, the payout that you pay to hire somebody to do something, it comes back to you twofold. So.
1: Yes, it does. I mean, so he says, you know, learn to outsource and work with virtual assistants. So right. and so we basically did that's outsourcing, what we have done. but We've... I don't have a virtual assistant. Right. I've looked into that so many times, but never actually just said, OK, I'm going to do it. I've We're trying always... to find
0: the right one. So contact us. <laughs> you're good at, you know,
1: well, I mean, I went on those websites that specialize in it, you know, and they have people that they hire from overseas to do it. But every time that I think about doing it, I go, but what would I give this person to do? I have a long list of things. But then I think, mm, no, I think it'd be better if I did it. And then I go right back to doing it myself. Mm. You know, And I just feel like there are steps that you have to take. And you have to start trusting people with um, parts of your business or you'll never grow. You will never grow. It just... It just won't happen. To be able to right. really scale, you have to be able to do it.
0: Delegate, And there delegate, are so delegate. many
1: um, online businesses that I've learned about and I've studied. And at some point, every single type of business needed automation and outsourcing. It just, no. I, I can't think of even one where one person was handling the whole thing. It just, it, it can't happen if you really want to make it big. So... When he's talking about building your muse or in our words business or brand, you got to do market selection number 1. Well, that's clear. You got to you got to find your product and you have to be able to, you know, know who your who basically your audience will be. But, you know, basically market selection is find what you want. Are you going to be an author? Are you going to be an online um are you gonna sell products online are you going to you know be a designer are you going to there's like a million things that you know people people can do um i think he did he sold supplements and you know some people want to get into the bodybuilding and supplements and whatever you want to do like it doesn't even have to be the things i mentioned because there's a million things that you can do you start with market selection And then you do product brainstorming and you know the criteria for good products. So basically the market selection would be, okay, I want to sell things to like bodybuilders. So now you think of the three or at least three products that you know could get that they could want. Number one would be like a supplement. Maybe another one would be um, gym clothes. Maybe another one would be like fitness equipment. You know, and then you start and then he said the next thing is micro testing your product, which means you're now going to, for example, and what and this was written, I think, before Instagram really took off. So I'm going to now apply this to what Instagram you would now, let's say, choose a few products, you know, the ones I just talked about Mm -hmm. and you would go and pay an Instagram influencer to post it on their page or their feed. And based on the buzz that that generated, you would be able to take some really key elements that you could take over to Facebook for ads. But what you're doing is you're micro-testing. You're going to go to an Instagram influencer and say, listen, I'll pay you this amount of money. Can you please advertise my product on your page? And what they will do is, you know, they'll put it on their page and their audience will now say, hey, I really like this. Now, you're going to get an Instagram influencer that is within that niche or niche. So you're not going to go to like a beauty blogger for like, you know, for the supplements for bodybuilders, you know, you're going to go to a bodybuilding Instagram influencer and then see, because the people who follow him will most likely want to know what you're selling. And then that is how you're going to micro test. That's just one way to micro test. You can also do it on using Facebook ads too, where you do an ad where it's more about um, brand awareness or um, you do something about you know engagement. Basically, you're trying to just see what kind of buzz am I getting from this product? And then from there, you'll be able to now see which product took off and then roll it out and then as soon as possible, apply that automation. I know it sounds like, okay, steps one, two, three, four, But it actually is. Once you do it, it becomes a lot easier because if someone told me, oh, Rita, one day you're going to know YouTube like the back of your hand. I would have said, what? I don't know the first thing about video editing, about metadata, uploading algorithms. I don't know anything about that. So I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Exactly. And so what this whole book is about, it's really not saying, "Okay, here are the principles you get to do for four hours a week. This week. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's sort of like a destination that you're working towards because you still have to build your empire. And in building an empire, you would never want to slow down your productivity when you're saying, OK, I want to build one, but not just one. I want to build two now. Now I want to build three. Now I want to build four. I want to have seven streams of income. Well, in building all of those, you're going to have to put in a lot of work. Building is not four hours a week. That's after you have established it. you're gonna have a four hours a week it's an established business not the building so the building you're gonna have to put in probably even more than nine to five when you're building so when we're talking about the this four hours a week just keep that in mind notice all these principles notice all these things that you put in place you also have to get accustomed to the flow once you get accustomed to the flow of something you don't have to spend time with it because it becomes habit so Just keep that in mind. This is not about waking up tomorrow morning and implementing the four hours a week.
1: No, nope. So lastly, now we're going to talk about liberation, which um, these are his words, the mobile manifesto for the globally inclined. (laughs) That's some highbrow talk right Right. there. Let's break it down. I know. (laughs) Um, So the concept is many retirements um, are what you want. You don't want to sit there and wait till you're 65 or older to have some long retirement. Right. You want to be able to take um, moments during your life from the time you're young as as opportunities to break away, refresh yourself, relax. And so he's talking about it is breaking the bonds that confine you to a single location and not waiting for retirement as well. So he's talking about the luxury lifestyle design is mobility. This is the third and final ingredient for that. So the first one is free yourself geographically. So if you're an entrepreneur, you need to free yourself from the boss mentality and remove constraints that tie you to a fixed location. If you are an employee, the book details a five-step escape plan. But (laughs) <laughs> we're we're, <laughs> we're gonna just talk about just freeing yourself geographically just overall you know actually with the online um, inter- with the internet now even if you are a employee there's so much more freedom now there's so much work Absolutely. at home. I remember um, there were some people who wanted to hire me to do some what is it some mental health psych nursing mm-hmm. over the phone I remember that? And the only reason why I didn't take it was because I just felt uncomfortable. I didn't want to write a prescription over the phone, not having met them. But that was just me personally. But, but there are other positions that are open over the phone because what I was doing was I was doing non emergent um, medical care with telemedicine. Right. And I was doing that, that for whatever.
0: That was not psych patients.
1: Right. Sometimes I would be in the car, sometimes I'd be in the mall, sometimes I'd be, at, you know, wherever I was and I would just take the call and, and call the patient and do the assessment and, and do whatever I had to do. And it was really, you know, I, I could live anywhere and do that. So, you know, it's not so much that you can only do that with an entre- as an entrepreneur because sometimes, you know, the first step is just finding another way to be able to work in the way you want to do your schedule because another great thing about that job was I told them when I wanted to work right and I told them when I needed to I would say hey I'm going out of I'm going out of town for a week so and I don't really want to take any calls sometimes I would go on little mini vacations and still take calls because I figured hey it's not that much so it all depended so that um, that kind of a job gave me a lot of you know freedom and um, liberation of time. Then he talks about taking mini retirements. He said rather than binge traveling out a stretch after you tra- retire, mm-hmm. it's better to take multiple mini retirements. It's a lot more enjoyable and less tiring. I do know some older people who are like, "Let's go take a six weeks a six week cruise," and you're just like, "What? What? Oh man! No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, no!
0: I am the I am the four day cruise person." I like the four day cruises. I think the four day cruises is just that's just right enough, at my limit. Right? That is right at my limit. I
1: think we did one longer one, like an eight or seven or eight day one. And we were just like we were over it.
0: We were over it real quick.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean by by about day four. And that's why I say I, I don't think two days is just enough because uh-huh. you're at seas, you get to your destination. Like that two days is not enough, you know, like a Bahamian to go to Bahamas and then right. two, two, three days. No, four days is pretty much ideal.
1: I'll tell you what was brutal the cruise coming out of new york to go to bermuda oh man two or three so long on the ship without Mm. embarking Mm. and and oh that was rough but yeah i think that um just being able to travel and not even if it's i i think that he's also not talking about just one vacation a year Mm -hmm. i think he's talking about maybe even once a quarter you know, even mm-hmm. if you can, if you can even do that,
0: like four times a year,
1: yeah, because he's saying, refresh yourself, have some fun, live. You don't know what tomorrow brings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't know, you don't know what, um, you know, what you're gonna be like in at 70, right? You really don't, you know. I, I, as someone who lives with like chronic back pain, let's just say back in the day, I said, Oh, I'm just gonna wait till I'm in my. Sixties to travel, man. I could never have imagined that I would be experiencing chronic back pain and probably not be able to do all the things that I would have would have thought that I would have been doing. So it's like you never know what will happen in life. Because mine was from an injury with nursing. You never know what will happen in life. So take that time right now. Myrtha and I went ten years without a vacation. I 10 remember that long years like what was that i mean we didn't have the money we didn't we didn't but yeah. i've seen people now who hardly have any money and they will make that time
0: and we'll they and will, they'll go somewhere where they can not afford and they
1: exactly that's the thing if it, even if it's like two hours away right just anything to get a break from the monotony and refresh themselves so really it's not about so much the money unless you're really destitute It's really not so much about the money, but it's about your mentality and your intention. And all it did was just it didn't help our stress level to not go on vacation.
0: Right. I think that we went we went on like we would go places locally and just to enjoy ourselves, you know, and go on dates and stuff locally. But what we didn't do is we didn't like get the excitement of going somewhere abroad, going somewhere well, locally is not a vacation. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like a staycation. Like we would we we would do that because that was what we felt we could afford. But we needed to really push and try to.
1: Yeah. To and then more. maybe stay, at you know, at a local motel and just, you know, have that fun. Right. Um, lastly, in that part, he talks about focus on something meaningful. So
0: I find this one to be really important. And I like the emphasis on this. And I there there has been times in my life, you know, um, where. Even even after our business started going up where there was a little bit of free time for me where I was not engaged in something meaningful on a consistent basis. It's almost like a lot of downtime. And I found I was getting bored and I really was just like, oh, I want to do something. (laughs) You know, I want to do something more consistent. And it was it was around the time where we were building. And because Rita fully understood what we were doing, she understood the business, she understood um, and she was very passionate about the intricacies of what we're doing right now the internet and you know keyword optimizations and all these technical things that she was getting involved in she was just enjoying herself researching oh, I
1: was having a real good time
0: but for me because I was so disconnected from the technical aspects and everything I found a lot of free time and I didn't like it I didn't like it at all so the, the idea I agree with this point. The idea is not just free time to be idle. You know, you want to be able to have a meaningful purpose. And when you have when you're doing something meaningful, it feels like free time. The only difference is, is that you're actually feeling the reward of making a difference and a positive impact in the world. So I, you know, I know somebody out there is saying. Well, you don't know how hard I work. I would love to have some downtime. Now, I'm not talking about downtime like for two weeks. I'm not even talking about downtime for a month after you have worked your, your, your butt off. I'm, for years. I'm talking about like after a certain period of time, almost like a vacation, you're like, I need to go home. <laughs> I can't live in Hawaii in this hotel any longer. You get that itch. You just get that feeling like I need to go home. I need to do something with my life. You do. I can't just always be on the beach.
1: And that's why you see a lot of billionaires still working. They're still working. They're still building their brands because it's about the purpose. So basically, when it comes to focusing on something meaningful, right after I stopped working, in as a nurse practitioner i took a good i want to say maybe two months and i just relaxed i was exhausted i needed to come down and i remember going to the theater or the movies almost like three to four maybe like three to four times a week i was just so just oh i was tired i just wanted i like i love movies so i just had to just relax And it was so funny because the person who I guess we bought tickets from several times, I didn't really notice that it was the same person. One day she said to me, what do you do? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're here like all the time watching movies. Like, what do you do? (laughs) And I just had to laugh because she probably thought this girl doesn't work. But again, it was because... Our business was one that you could choose when you work and how you work. And, you know, it was it, it gives us a lot of time and freedom. I was able to just take that time and just really relax. And she's like, I mean, I, I have to be here every day. This is my job. But you get to come and go to the movies. I want to do what you do. She literally said that. And I just had to laugh because I thought that was really funny. But after we, I had that downtime, It was it was now about getting back to okay, what will bring us purpose, what is meaningful, and that's kind of, that's where Onyx really came out of, like, we can't just make videos, now we have to start developing a brand, and it seems like our kids are really great at children's entertainment, and, you know, it was just about starting to put all the pieces together, and I went back to my purpose, but if if to this day I was still seeing, like, movies every day or something, I don't know, man, I feel like I would be very depressed, because that's just too much idle time, but, so, we just want to reiterate, so deal is the is the way to become the new rich. D is for definition, E is for elimination, A is for automation, and L is for liberation. So I just wanted to go, go over some other important concepts in the book. Number one, it's about productivity and not work. Always ask yourself, are you being productive or am I just busy? So, you know, if you're out there running errands and you had not actually brought in something that actually was income, you gotta ask yourself. Because, you know, we can go out and we can spend lots of time and money shopping. Lots of time and money, you know, using up gas. And you have to ask yourself, today, today, did I do something that actually would bring in revenue? I mean, we're talking about a work day. We're not talking about our actual, like, you know, relaxed day. Number two, use the 80-20 rule. Typically, 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of your actions. And basically, you want to now focus on that 20%. Because I know that, like, let's say in our YouTube videos, we'll have a video that has just gone viral. It's getting millions of views, millions. And then we have a bunch of other videos that maybe only are getting like thousands. And clearly we're getting way more money with the ones that go, you know, that are going at millions. Now, I like the fact that we still have those other ones that because, you know, all together it helps to, you know, increase your revenue and everything. But you have to focus on the concept. What was the concept that brought in the millions, you know? When you're running ads like for let's say your shopify store or something you're gonna run a lot of different type of ad sets you're gonna see which one created the buzz you're just gonna focus on those now because that is the one that's bringing it in so look at your life and say okay what is my 80 20 here what am i getting from now if you're nine to five you're just a salary that's a little bit harder to do because you know Every day, you're basically doing the same thing for a salary. But when you start to really, you know, brand yourself or start something um, on your own, you want to look at making sure that you start to look at the 80-20 and then starting to focus on that 20. Number three, emphasize your strengths instead of fixing your weaknesses. Fixing your weaknesses takes too long and you will never be in the top 1% with them like you can be with skills you're naturally good at. You have an edge over others in some areas. Find them. I love this one. Yeah. I love it because we're constantly being told, oh, this is a weakness. I better work on it. So basically, you're focusing on your weakness and you're not really developing your strengths. You're, and then you're what? You're stagnant. You're stagnant. It's like someone, It's for example, it would be like me working on cooking. I'm not a bad cook. I can follow recipes. I can, I'm just, I, I just eat very plain. But it would be like, oh my goodness, I really need to work on my cooking and try to develop my palate and this and that. But you know what I do love? I love working on business. I love researching it. I love reading articles. I love watching videos. I love listening to TED Talks, podcasts, audiobooks, I, the whole thing. I love it. I have, my Kindle is filled with books on business and stuff. So, why would I now focus on why would I focus on cooking for what? Because of some idea. Well, I'm female. I should do it. You know, like we, we're throwing out the the old norms now.
0: So I guess everybody knows who does the cooking in our house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you that's one of and your I strengths love it. though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love cooking. You and have
1: a really good palate.
0: It And it revitalizes me. Like when I want to relax, when I want to, I don't know, refresh and just reboot. I actually just start planning the meal. It the
1: exact opposite to me. (laughs) It
0: drains Rita. (laughs) And then, you know, you head out to the supermarket to get your products and you get ready. You set everything out and you're washing it and you're getting ready. And it's just and then you're presenting it, you know, and then you're and you're then you're waiting and watching for people to eat it and how that's going to affect them. So I just love the whole thing about, you know, that. So
1: we have a daughter who is not necessarily that technically inclined and I think my old way was I tried to. I tried to make her more technically inclined by saying, "Okay, just, okay, just, just sit here and watch. Um, you know, me do this, or just try and do this, or try and do that. Try to give her more practice at it. She's just not technically inclined as much. She can do it, but it won't be with the finesse of someone who naturally can, you know, take the command of editing or something." she can do a good job but there's um we have other people in our family who just they just excel in it and it's just really ridiculous for me to have continued to try to get her to that and i realized wait a minute this is just not her strength Mm -hmm. her strength is creative she can think of the most elaborate skits
0: oh my goodness and
1: stories she writes our stuff (laughs)
0: and it has everybody rolling
1: she, her brain is just on another level of funny. So it's like, why would I now tell her, no, no, shut that down, go work on this technical part. No, it doesn't work like that. One of the things we really tried to do in our family was to focus on where our gifts were because and our strengths, because it just didn't make sense pushing these weaknesses. Um
0: and it's on it's awesome working as a family in that regard because everybody and we validate everybody's experiences, we validate everybody's unique gifts that they bring to the table and we always attempt to make everyone know that you are special and you are important because this is what you bring to the table. And you know, people could get caught up in okay, what well, who's the one that does this or who's the one that does that? You know, whatever this and that could be for some people it could be the thing that made the most money, or it could be, and we don't do that. We we look at life as a whole, as a puzzle, and in order for the whole, the picture, the full picture to be presented, you need every piece is absolutely important. So there's six pieces in the Onyx family, and we validate those things, and and we don't just like validate it. Like everybody gets a, an award, everybody gets a medal. No, we truly see we truly evaluate and see what is being brought to the table. And we genuinely are grateful for that person because we really couldn't do it without each other, at least at this point in time. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really great to live life that way.
1: That's right. Number four, stop trying to compete with everyone at the same things. Consider making your own niche and dominating it as the big fish in a small pond. Well, I think that that is really good, especially as an entrepreneur, but there's also value in launching into things that i have already worked in general. You know, there's a, there's a something that people know with Shopify stores. Some <laughs> people want to go and they want to start a Shopify store and they want to sell like, you know, um, you know, just gothic umbrellas or something. Or, you know, Scottish whistles, like (laughs) something that most people are just not buying. So, you know, you got to go and you got to go general. And by general, it doesn't mean you have to now be an Amazon. It means that you just need to be general. You just need to be general because and in the products. Um, Sunglasses are a hit, you know. Get the latest sunglasses. Fidget spinners are a hit. Get some fidget spinners. Like talking about general like that, where people would actually want to actually, you know, go to your store and get the things that most people like. Because in truth, we all like mostly like general things. You know, it might have a little bit of a, a a difference here and there, but you know, when you go on the road, we all we generally all like cars. I don't see a bunch of unicycles and you know and segways and things like that. Like we are all, you know, we like our general things. So number five, successful people try to improve income per hour, not just total income. That is really really um, interesting because I think most people think, okay, how am I going to make? What am I going to make per year? And so people are oh, I'm going to make 50000 a year. And then you don't really factor in the taxes and the health care and all the deductions and stuff like that. And when you start focusing on what you're going to make per hour, um, or, you know, what you're going to do is you're going to work harder and you're probably going to end up making more and you're going to probably increase your overall income. It's just best to take it hour by hour because he wants us to, in his book, He wants us to increase what we do by 10 times. So now you're going to be really, really adding some value. And
0: if you notice, people that are the highest paid individuals are specialists. And those specialists will say, well, this is what my time is worth per hour. And usually it's like a huge amount. Like, okay, that'll be $100 per hour. And what that does is it causes people to say, "Okay, I only need you for an hour. But you already got that hundred dollars and now you can move on to the next person and get the next hundred hours so I can see that point like try to focus on time and making sure that the amount of money that you're getting is value for the time that you're putting in
1: right he said focus on being more efficient cutting out time wasting activities and focus on what works best so number six use a low information diet focusing only on highest quality inputs you kind of already gone kind of went that went over already. that already. Yeah. So just, you know, that's just a reiteration. Um, use a low information diet. Number seven, your business should leave you alone as much as possible. Again, that was with automation. So we want to make sure that you out- outsource and use virtual assistants. Um, and the number last thing. Number eight
0: is too. Number eight, delegate anything you can with a virtual assistant. We already went through that. Yeah, too. yeah. right.
1: And then mini retirement's number nine. But last one, get your most important task done before 11 a.m. Oh, this one's one's an interesting one. He said Mm -hmm. it helped him a lot. He said it just really helped him to focus on what he had to do for the day. Because if you get it done before 11, let's say you wake up around 6, you know, you work out. For those who like to work out in the morning, you know, or your devotion or whatever you do and then you work from 7 to 11. Wow. That's your most pro- that can be your real productive time. You're not going to you're not going to waste as much time and then you have the rest of the day basically. I think that is something that I'm going to try to really implement again is really trying to get things my most major important things done before 11.
0: Right. Absolutely. So. Well, we hope that what we have presented to you was much value. We just took an hour and gave you some real great value i think that that hour was worth uh, at least a thousand dollars
1: i hope so (laughs) (laughs)
0: anyhow uh we you gotta know your value and i think this was very valuable and we hope that it was valuable to you and we're looking forward to hearing um your testimonies about how you switch from a nine to five to a four hours a work week and all the wonderful things that you're able to do right now so thanks for listening
1: Yes. Thank you for listening. And you can find show notes at theonyxlife.com where you can also submit questions in our Ask Us section. Follow us on Facebook, um, The Onyx Life, on Twitter at The Onyx Life, and on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official.
0: Now go live that Onyx life where change comes with challenge. See you next time.